Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield. And I'm Josiah Jones. And this is the Christ Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. We hope our show will encourage, challenge, and uplift you with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In today's episode, we talk about the latest sermon, read some scripture, and as always, we'll spend some time praying for you all. So let's get to it. Yes, that's right, everyone. You're listening to the Christ Community Podcast, and today we are celebrating our 14th episode. Woohoo! Yes, not that that's anything special, but I realized <laughs> today that we are on number 14 and thought, well, that's interesting, 14. So there you go. Maybe one day we'll hit 20 or something and uh, try and get a celebration of some kind with cakes and candles. Maybe not. I don't Can't know. But <laughs> yeah. Cakes, candles. Uh, cake, yeah. Right. But this is, you're right. This is the Christ Community Podcast. We are glad you're here. I'm here with our senior pastor, Josiah Jones. How are you doing today, Josiah? Ah, Dave, doing uh, very well. Thank you. Glad to be here too. And kind of cool that we still have listeners into our 14th episode. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Yeah, and, and a lot, too, so that's cool. Um, but who knows, maybe after today we'll run them all off. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, we're actually toying around with the idea, and we mentioned this before, but we've taken more steps towards it, but um, toying around uh, around with the idea of a video podcast or a vlog, as some call it. And yeah, yeah I'm wondering if our listeners would find that useful, uh, and which, if that's the case, if you do, send us an email or comment on Facebook or send a carrier pigeon, oh, whatever yeah. your preferred method. <laughs> That's of, mine right there. Yeah, yeah. Preferred method of communication. Let us know if you'd like to see our smiling faces and wild hand gestures. Well, at least for me, uh, while <laughs> while we're talking uh, on the podcast. Ah, uh, yes. You know, we, we know that visual media is increasingly important in our society, which is why uh, we're continuing the live stream mm -hmm. of our service. Uh, and we want to keep building our sense of community in, in every way that we can. Yeah, yeah. And this is one way of doing that. The podcast has hopefully given people an insight into day-to-day -day life, our discussions um, here at the church, and another way to connect and build community. Um, and speaking of community, you had some things to say about that in last Sunday's sermon. So why don't we just get right to that? Give us a rundown of the sermon for Sunday. You had us um, in Ephesians 4, right? Yes. In fact, Ephesians 4, uh, verses 7 through 16, and for uh, those who like to nerd out a little mm -hmm. bit, mm. uh, this wasn't technically an expository sermon Okay, uh, where the focus of the passage, mm. where the big central idea comes from the text as well as its supporting ideas. Instead, mm. this was what would be called a textual topical. Topical? Yeah, oh, well... Die, heretic! <laughs> so <laughs> Tar where, and feather him! <laughs> where the central truth comes from the passage, right. but then it's developed from other right. portions of Scripture. So um, the, the central truth that it's seeking to drive mm -hmm. home from uh, that passage is that God wants us to pursue growth immaturity mm -hmm. that leads to growth through multiplication. Mm -hmm. So a healthy kind of growth, growth and maturity that leads to growth through uh, multiplication. And one of the things as I've wrestled with this is um, th that 
often a biblical understanding of maturity is different than we think. We we yeah. often think of you know maturity as this person has a lot of Bible knowledge and some personal piety mm-hmm. and you know is a theological buff. Maybe been a Christian uh, for many years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas in the passage in Ephesians, maturity is defined uh, growing up into Christ, mm-hmm. being conformed to Christ, mm-hmm. uh, not just in uh, knowledge, but particularly in love. And that's what uh, I focused on, mm-hmm. being conformed to the image of Christ um, looks like loving God's glory like Jesus, mm-hmm. loving God's people like Jesus, mm-hmm. and loving the lost like Jesus. Mm. Um, so it was, uh, um, it, it was, it, when we love God's glory, like Jesus, we'll see multiplication because we'll want others to share, to become worshipers of the right. Father, just as that's what fueled Jesus. Um, it, when we love God's people like Jesus, it, that will be the strongest apologetic, mm-hmm. as outsiders see. Ah, there's something that can't be explained apart from Jesus' prayer, John 17, the Father sent the Son, and and His love is in them, and we're seeing it and being demonstrated in mm-hmm. one another. And then, of course, that same love spills out to those uh, who mm-hmm. are outside uh, of Christ, because the love of Jesus, when it dwells within us, uh, and we're being conformed to His image, His love is like a fountain. It's the mm-hmm. very nature of a fountain to overflow. Right. So th- th- that's where we came to the idea of community, particularly focused on that. How um, when we're conformed to Christ's image, when we're growing maturity, we're going to love God's people. Mm-hmm. And that will spill over to loving those who are outside. So I kind of, I, I don't know if you remember, uh, Brian Loritz poignantly said, here's the problem. Mm-hmm. When we think about community, we want Nordstrom quality community <laughs> at thrift store price. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah. but but that's it. We love the idea right. of community, but we don't want it to cost us anything. Right. We want it, we almost wanted it handed to us on a silver platter yeah. instead of actually getting our hands dirty and building it, right? Yeah. And, and it's interesting because those aren't opposing ideas, this uh, loving one another in the church and then loving the lost outside of the church, right? I mean, those aren't... We often think that they're opposing ideas or, or, or two uh, emphases that you could have, but I don't think that's really in Scripture. I mean, there are different tools and, and methods and things like that to do both because there yeah. are obviously two different types of, of individuals, those in yes. the kingdom, those outside. Um, but it's more like a path to walk on. It, yes. This is the way of Christ. This is following after Jesus. Is is reaching outsiders and then, but also loving one another. Yes. It's not an either or that I think some churches could drift off to one side or the other. Um, and maybe maybe we're guilty of that if we if uh, as individuals or as a, as an institution. Um, but it's it, they, those aren't opposing ideas. It is a path to follow uh, both reaching out, being outward-facing, and then at the same time loving one another. Yes. And in fact, the, the two do work together. Mm-hmm. Um, if So this is part of you know Jesus' prayer in John 17. If we don't love one another the way Christ has loved us, mm-hmm. then outsiders will not be drawn <laughs> to want to be a part of that. I mean, right. who... Uh, uh, but if, if they see... Uh, believers having love for one another, then there's, wow, mm-hmm. I want 
to have that. I want to be loved like that. Uh, so the two work together. Now, it's it's true that, that sometimes churches will will try to have one without the other, just focused on themselves and then become inward. And that actually spoils even uh, the, the love for, right. for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, or on the other hand, a church is, we're just about reaching, mm-hmm. reaching the lost and, uh, you know, uh, um, and, and don't focus and while not caring for one another in the body, but then the lost don't. Want, <laughs> it's a horrible advertisement. The lost yeah. don't want Jesus because they're not seeing Jesus displayed mm-hmm. in how we we treat one another. And, and and if I could parachute in with the <laughs> the signs of the times, right, or the uh, the the air around us with COVID nineteen. It's funny as an anecdote or as an aside. I, I, I've been timing. Uh, conversations to see how long it takes before COVID-19 is mentioned. Right. So we, we've made it about 10 minutes. <laughs> All right. And there I did. I brought it in. But yeah. uh, with COVID-19 going on yeah, in, in our society, but then even also the the uh, social unrest and, and the ethnic issues going on, what an awesome opportunity for Christians to show how to love one another well, right? Whether it yes. be with a Christian with whom you disagree over yes. uh, some uh, a face mask issue or something, or whether it's showing how much you love someone of a different ethnicity. Like, I mean, that those are huge ways that we can be an advertisement for Jesus, if you yes. will, to put it in marketing terms, and a, or an apologetic, as you said, uh, for the Christian faith um, by loving one another well. And that doesn't mean that we all agree on everything, but loving one another well, building each, each other up, building up the community that we have is an incredible way to bring people into the family of God. Yes, and 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 the essence of love in there being being other oriented, mm-hmm. preferring mm-hmm. one another, considering the needs of one another mm. above our own. That's so unnatural. Um, in fact, it's supernatural, right. and it it lends to the credibility of the Christian faith when when people see that. And that's but that's a massive inconvenience. To be outward-facing or to be others-facing, isn't it, right? Because I prefer <laughs> my convenience. I want the things that I like. I want to have my own own opinions and eat them too. It's very inconvenient to be looking at others and trying to help others and be deferential uh, to others. But if we don't, we'll never have real community. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right. It is very inconvenient because yeah. it means death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it means yeah. taking up our cross daily. Yes. I mean, th- th- but that's that's mm-hmm. at the heart of the <laughs> Christian faith. Yeah. That's Jesus. That's Jesus right. being formed within mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. as it, it, he indwells us by his Holy Spirit and as he reveals himself more and more in, in th- and through the gospel then we begin to be willing to die to ourselves so that others might live. Yeah, that really is the way of Jesus. And underneath all of that is this kind of premise of we need each other. This is what God has ordained in the Christian life, is we need one another. I mean, we need each other to build each other up, to speak into our lives, to point out uh, area, uh, blind spots, and to encourage us to... Uh, to keep us pressing on in the faith. I mean, we need one another, and I'm thinking about how nice it's been to uh, be 
worshiping back together and being able to interact with other people and, and be encouraged and like, oh, I, I haven't seen you in months. This is yes. wonderful to see you. And uh, even to see some people throughout the week kind of filter into the church uh, uh, through the office or, or doing uh, some projects around the church. It's like, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. How are you doing? It's great to see you. And, you know, we're made for community. Uh, and that's a God-ordained thing. And, and it's inconvenient at times, but man, is it also a delight. Yes, absolutely. And and Dave, to go back to COVID and thinking how it's mm-hmm. impacted, you know, some of the things that we see happening here are happening in other churches. And last uh, week we met at Presbytery, and, mm-hmm. you know, some of the pastors were, were saying, you know, there, there are many ways in which we've, uh, COVID-19 has been a, an opportunity to see Christ and his love displayed in, in marvelous ways if, as people have work through inconvenience and all that mm-hmm. to really care for one another. But uh, a number of pastors also mentioned seeing there's also uh, the danger and have seen that manifested in spiritual apathy, mm. uh, where people have become very comfortable mm. kind of doing life on their own and not being inconvenienced oh, yeah. uh, by... Uh, uh, by seeking to work with people, by uh, adjusting, you know, behavior in order so that the most people can be mm-hmm. a part of uh, of worship. So people, even even if uh, on in their life outside of the church, they're willing to make adjustments and mm-hmm. and they're doing things. There st- still some have have kind of grown very comfortable mm-hmm. being. At just keeping to to themselves and focusing on family and self and so on, and so I, I have sense as I thought and prayed about it that um, Christ loves us too much. He doesn't mm-hmm. want that for us, and and this is where my nat that's my natural inclination is to to focus into myself. Sure, and, we're all nar- uh, narcissists and, at and, the and core, what, <laughs> and what makes me comfortable, and and this yeah. is where this this. Uh, last week's sermon, really, the Spirit of God was working on me to say, Josiah, you're not as mature as you think you are, mm. because you mm. might have all kinds of uh, theological education and all of that, but when maturity is defined the way the Bible does, the more mature I am, the more I begin to think first and foremost about God and His glory. I begin to think about His people, and I'm willing to sacrifice in order to be a mm-hmm. blessing to others. I'm mm-hmm. willing to be inconvenienced. I'm willing to bend and to be flexible so that I can be with the people of God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about the lost and loving them and wanting them to know that they're wanted, that mm-hmm. Jesus really does want the rose. He wants the, the broken and uh, the the hurting and yeah. the mess the the the, uh, the the messed up. I was just this this um, morning the hymn um, was running in my heart and mind um, where it talks about Jesus, uh, man of sorrows, what a name mm-hmm. uh, for the the Son of God who came, ruined mm-hmm. sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah! Amen. What a savior. That's the heart of Jesus, mm-hmm. and the more we grow into his likeness, the more we're going to reflect that. Right. Yeah, I'm so glad you, you brought it back to Jesus and his heart, because the heart of the gospel uh, is that very thing. God 
to put it in the terms we just used, inconvenienced himself yes. to go after us. Yes. Right? It was a huge um, humiliation to yes. leave the throne room of heaven yes. and to be born as a pauper <laughs> in a stable uh, as a human and uh, then go to the cross and suffer the humiliation of the cross. That was massive and massively yes. inconvenient, but he did it. <laughs> and he was he was willing to to wear not just a mask, if you will, to put it in monitors, but a crown of <laughs> a thorns. Crown, yeah. he, he was not that I'm making wearing yeah. a mask the Uh-oh. you know the evidence of the now. Christian faith, so on. But 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 the point right. is, in yeah. order to to for us to be connected with him, mm-hmm. he was willing to do what he didn't need right. to do for himself. Mm-hmm. But for us, yeah, and we see Paul doing that too with becoming all things to all men. Yeah, I mean, it's just the heart of the gospel. It's yes. the heart of hospitality, bringing people into the presence of God. And uh, I mean, I'm just so grateful for for what Jesus has done in in bringing us to the Father. Amen. In our next segment, we're going to take the time to quiet our hearts and listen to a short section from God's Word. With so many loud voices around us, it's crucial to hear from God through His Word, and we want to help our listeners do that very thing. So, Josiah, what passage are we hearing today? Dave, uh, today we're going to look some more at this idea of building up one another. Uh, So we're going to read from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 14. This is the word of the Lord. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind and by testing, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That's quite a convicting passage, um, just the, the list of commands there. Uh, Josiah, what, what stands out to you in this passage that you want to share? Ah, Dave, this is, is one of my favorite, 
it mm. does have a lot of commands. Mm-hmm. And and you'll notice those commands uh, move in the vertical direction, how we're to relate to God, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how we're to relate to one another in the body, the one another. And at the very end, you can see, and if we were to continue to read in Romans 12, you see it moves toward how we're to relate to those who are outsiders. But here is what's so crucial. As you know, Dave, the the dynamic of this passage that's full of commands is it says, uh, in light of the mercies of God. Mm -hmm. So everything that God is going to command us, he's wanting us to know, flows from the gospel. Mm -hmm. You have to start with what God has done for us in Christ, or there'll never be the power and motivation to then live out the gospel first in worshiping God, presenting our bodies as living sacrifices, Mm -hmm. and then in serving one another, using our gifts, not for Mm -hmm. self-aggrandizement, but to serve the body, to see it built up, and Mm -hmm. then in serving and loving um, the lost. It flows from the mercies of God in Christ. Yeah. When you said the vertical and the horizontal, it reminded me of what a friend of mine says is the the L of the Lordship of Christ, right? So you get this L, and if we had a video podcast, you could see my hands now, but there's, you know, there are two parts to the letter, capital letter L. There's the vertical, and then there's yes. that horizontal line in Lordship. So when I come to a situation, or uh, I'm presented with an opportunity, or uh, whatever it is, there's always the L of Lordship here. Jesus's Lordship applies somehow to this situation. There's the vertical, which is t- with the, uh, which is Godward. Like, what's my yes. responsibility to God in this? But then there's the horizontal part of the L of, of Jesus' Lordship, that between one another, what is my responsibility in this situation to my brother in Christ or to those around me that are lost and have yet to meet Christ? So uh, when you said that, it reminded me the L of Lordship, the vertical and the horizontal. There's always those two aspects to each uh, situation that we're presented with. Yes, yes, that's good insight. Cool. What a great passage. Thanks for reading that. Yeah. As we close, we want to spend some time praying for you all. We want to be known as a praying church because we believe that God works through our prayers. They are part of the means to God's ends of working in this world. And so we want to spend time doing that. Josiah, why don't you start us off and then I'll close. Gladly, Dave. Let's pray. O Lord, our God, Father of all mercies, lavished on us in Christ, Uh, we come to you. We want increasingly to grow more into the likeness of Jesus as individuals and as uh, a body, Mm -hmm. a corporate body, that we would be fueled by love uh, for your glory, O God, and love for your people, costly love, not thrift store priced love, but a cross priced love, that we would be willing to die to ourselves uh, in order uh, that others may live and flourish and uh, be thriving in your church, and that that would spill over as you intend, uh, like the out of our belly would flow rivers of living water. Lord, we know that this 
comes from your gospel at work in us, <laughs> enabling us to see your love and mercy toward us in ways that radically change how we relate to you, how we relate to one another, and how we relate to those who do not yet know you. So please, O oh God, show us more of Christ. Show us more of the wonders of his mercy and grace. And so transform us. Let us be renewed. Let us be transformed by the renewal of our minds uh, so that we would be countercultural in these crucial ways that would cause uh, that would bless your people, that would glorify you, that would cause uh, the world to be astonished and amazed and say, there must be something to this gospel because I cannot think of another way to explain what I see. Do this great work, O oh God, we pray. Mm. And Father, as we continue in prayer, I'm just thinking through this passage that Josiah read <clears throat> and the section, uh, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, yes. and be constant in prayer. Father, if you would do that in my life, if you would do that in the lives of our church members, this city, Carmel, would be turned upside down. This city, Indianapolis, the, the region would be turned upside down by the yes. gospel. And so we ask that you would do that. Help us to be joyful, hopeful people yes, Lord. in a community that does not have that. Lord, we pray that you would give us patience and tribulation because we are experiencing mm. some tribulations, Lord, in our society with the virus oh, and with some unrest. Lord, we pray that you would give us patience. And Lord, you want us to be communicating with you. Help us to be constant in prayer, Lord, just yes. throughout the day that we would talk with you, share our burdens, yes. share our thoughts, Lord, and as a church that we would be a praying church. And, and so be connected to Jesus in that way. Lord, we just ask for your mercy and grace, that you would do this, you would do it in my life, that you would do it in the lives of our of our church people. Yes, and anyone Lord. that's listening to this, Lord, these truths uh, would be manifested in their lives. Lord, this is all of your grace, and so we just celebrate your grace in Jesus Christ this morning. We give you praise for being inconvenienced and coming after us. Uh, when we were unworthy uh, at the right time, Hallelujah. Jesus died for us. So we just give you praise for that. We celebrate the gospel. We give you thanks that you have made us your children, Lord. What a privileged position. And Lord, please let us have the heart to share that with others so that they can experience what it's like to be your child, to have the peace in their heart uh, of knowing you. So yes. we commit these things to you. We know that you are working uh, in our lives, in our church, and we know that what you start, you promise to complete. Hallelujah. And so we ask all these things in the great name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this, we invite you to share it with family and friends. To learn more about our church, visit us online at ChristCommunityCarmel.org. And join us again next week for the Christ Community Podcast. Until then, the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. And God bless.